got $500 in cash in case they don't What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the LB Motorsports Podcast. Today, we are here with our friend Danny, and I'm going to let him introduce himself, tell you where he's from, and a little bit about himself. So let's get right into it. What's up, Danny? So what's going on, guys? I am Danny, um, and I'm from Maryland, Ocean City, Maryland, if you've ever heard of it, all the way on the East Coast. Um, I drive a 2019 Ram 2500 wrapped, uh, a very bright red lifted, and I work for Alpharest USA. We do uh, aftermarket headlights, taillights for all kinds of trucks, some cars, and some older trucks in the future. Um, so, yeah. Heck, yeah. The older trucks thing, we need to get into that. I feel like that's going to be a big market. Make more for 08 Duramaxes. I need some. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what I mean, he said. I try. I know, right? Then I had to go with eBay specials. That's no fun. <laughs> they don't look bad, though. <laughs> They're just not bright. They don't look bad. Do, you, don't, do, you don't actually drive your truck at no Right. Time. To actually need good headlights. Right, right, you're right. But so basically that's one of the main things I want to talk about and get into because I feel like you have a very unique job um, with Alpharex and I would say you're kind of like the marketing director, would you say, or what is your job title? So yeah, I mean, I do a lot of marketing, um, travel to pretty much every show you can think of. If we're at a show, I'm probably there. Um, and I would say like brand manager, face of the company would be like the two titles I get a lot. I wouldn't really give myself a specific title. Um, but to give you guys some insight, I manage all the shows, any shows we go to. Um, I will manage the booth, um, what vehicles are in it, um, you know, what products we bring, if we bring any product, um, the size of the booth, all that good stuff. And then if I, also if I need any help at the show. So sometimes we hire on some outside help to help me because I can't do everything. Um, a lot. So yeah, it is definitely a lot more than people think. That's awesome. So with the marketing, do you do their social media also? Oh, sorry. I think we have a yeah, little bit of So line. I help on the Instagram side mainly. Um, so I manage Instagram. I picked that up in September of 2019, uh, right when we were right when they were around 9,000 followers, I was kind of like helping them before then, and to this day we're at a little over 64,000 followers. And That's I've awesome. I've been with them ever since the whole time. That is so awesome. I was actually, it's kind of funny because I was actually part time with them for 16 months. Um, I had a glorious job. Uh, cold calling people but anyways uh, <laughs> I was part-time and I kind of built a relationship with them and then uh, in 2021 I started full-time and now we're here I think that's so. so cool like that's a prime example of like starting small and like working your way up so one of the main things I definitely want to hit on because I feel like this will be inspiring for a lot of people like I feel like you basically manifested your job. It's the perfect example of starting small and then growing with a company. And I know when we talked about it in person, you said that you just kind of developed a relationship with them online and then grew from there. So can you tell us a little bit about that and maybe other people that are wanting to do the same thing that you do? Yeah, so I would say it's 
definitely an interesting situation. Um, I was a small, I've always kind of had a, a passion for trucks and all that stuff. And I had a small Instagram page, kind of where it all started, took pictures, met a bunch of people, and this new company came out, and I thought their headlights looked really cool and different, and I always like to be doing something different or, you know, being one of the first to have the newest, you know, whatever product out. And um, I reached out to them, asking them, like, basically for a sponsorship, which don't recommend with a smaller following, um, unless you have... Um, you know, resources and have a full sponsor proposal. But anyways, I reached out to them and basically built a relationship with them over time. I uh, was able to get the lights, promote them, help them with like the launch. I think I had their first set for the Ram, like high-end lights on social media. That's awesome. Um, and then basically they wanted to get their name out because they had less than a thousand followers when I first reached out to them. And I helped them with getting connected with some of the right people, getting exposure from the right people, and then uh, continuously worked with them. And they invited me to come out to the 2019, where I worked their booth. It was the first time I actually got to meet them. Um, and then eventually also got a job. That's awesome. So you said basically you have grown their Instagram account, almost like 64,000 followers. Over that time period, that's yeah. crazy. And that's a big deal for a company, like a product page, because less people follow it because they know it's basically going to be kind of like an ad page, you know, like just it's a known fact, less people will follow product pages. Um, so do you have any like key points that that you've done over the couple years to grow social media? I mean, I know so much has changed since 2019 to even like, the past few months with like reels and stuff. So what has worked for you lately? So yeah, definitely a lot has changed. Um, we definitely, we did not have reels in 2019 to my knowledge, or at least they weren't really a thing at the time. Um, and I would say the, the biggest thing is just continuously posting high quality content and being consistent. So uh, I see a lot of companies that'll post maybe once or twice a week. And I get it. It's hard. It takes a lot of time and effort to go through and post multiple times a day or multiple times a week even. But being consistent to kind of let everyone know you're there. I had somebody reach out to me today. He asked me a simple like question of just a tech question of, or an inventory question. Like, why is this back order? How much longer? And he was shocked that we responded. So just keeping that interaction with the followers and like with the people that support you is a huge deal and people see that and it goes a long way. Definitely. hundred percent. I love that. That's very, very good advice for sure. So I guess my next question is what is the biggest challenge in your years of social media managing? So kind of just to like reiterate. So for 16 months, I only did social media and I did it completely on the side. I had a full-time job. Um, That's the, and the thing about social media is it never sleeps. It never takes a break. That is so, so true. you literally have to be active all the time and you have to be on your phone all the, time. all the time. And it can be a little bit draining at times, but that's kind of what comes with the job. Um, uh, because not only do you have to consistently post, 
but you also have to make sure you respond to all the DMs, whether it's tech questions, customer service questions, um, dumb questions, you get those a lot. Uh, people asking for free stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people wanting to be posted. A bunch of different kinds of things. So you have to kind of keep up with everything, and also you have to kind of keep up with the trends and like what's going on, and you know, oh, Lacey Blair just got a new truck. Like, you might need to know that because she might need to get a new set of headlights. Yeah. Herself. You know, no, for, that's seriously like, so for, smart. You know, and I feel like you've done a good job of like being so in say, the scene and like knowing your customers. You know. Yes. Yes, so I try to go to a lot of shows, and sometimes we don't always have booths at the shows I go to, but I'm able to actually communicate with more people when we don't have a booth um, instead of having to be like tied down. That's booth. so true. Um, so sometimes it's better. You can go get content. Um, people don't sometimes don't even know I'm there, which is sometimes a good thing, but yeah. That's awesome. I love that. I agree with all of that, too. Um. And as Rami, well, yeah, you know, like yes, well, I always laugh now because of course, when we were younger, I don't know, I'm old now, but like, everyone was always like, you kids on your damn phone. And I'm like, look at us now though. <laughs> like we have to be, but right? is Rami with Renegade always says, <laughs> and we all love him. Social media is like a baby yeah. that's hungry all the time Rami. that you just have to feed. And that's true. Oh, you want to hear? I have a funny story about Rami. Oh, I'm down for me. the funny stories about Rami. <laughs> Let's hear it. I mean, yeah. So Rami, so I'm good friends with uh, Corbin Stewart. And Corbin introduced me to Rami at Lifted Truck Nationals. Um, Lifted Truck Nationals in 2019. And then I got introduced I at Myrtle Beach Truck Meet. I saw him again, talked to him. He's like, who are you? And I had to introduce myself again. And then we get to Lone Star Throwdown. And I think, I don't know if you remember, I came by. Um, I think that's the first time I met Kiana. That was at uh, Lone Star Throwdown this year. And Rami was like, hey, I'm Rami. And I'm like, I know, we've met before. And then Orange Beach Invasion, he came up to me again. He's like, hey, I'm Rami. I'm like, this is the fourth time we have met. Like, Forget come on, you got to remember me at some point. And then he finally like remembered me because I think he had some renegade. Uh, I think Chelsea and uh, maybe Sammy or I don't remember exactly who, but a couple people from Renegade went and got some pictures of my truck, and then he remembered me. Then he so, he remembered the truck, not the face. Him, either yeah, either four or five shows. He's so it was funny. A while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rami, we love after you. Orange, if you're watching this after Orange Beach. Like a week after I went out to California and actually went and saw a Renegade, like the warehouse and everything. Oh, but yeah, still, I remember that. That so place is awesome. He invited me out. Then he had to remember you. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's only, that's only like 45 minutes from Alpha. Wait, what is? Oh, Alpha X headquarters is in California also? So you operate on the complete yep. other side of the country. Yeah, completely other side. Why did I not know that? That's crazy. I thought it was, I thought it was maybe New York, like up by your area. Cause you're out there. Maryland is far as hell, bro. (laughs) Like, yeah. It's out there. uh, I'm literally at the beach. That's cool. That's way awesome. We we need to come visit. 
we're going to come visit Kiana. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you're not really invited, but yeah. <laughs> you're more than welcome. Right. We're going to come. I'm excited. <laughs> we have two extra rooms in my Perfect. House. We're going to come visit. I've always wanted to go to a cold beach. Is it cold there right now? It's so cold, he is frozen. The man was too stunned to speak. Oh, yeah, is the beach cold? I never got my answer for that. Is the beach cold? Yeah. Is the beach cold? Uh, It depends on the time of the year, but the water is very cold. Like right now. Oh, right now, yeah, it's cold. That would be cool. I want to go. Cold cold beach. But um, uh, it is. Just so you know, it's 49 degrees out right now. 49 degrees. Sounds like sweater weather but at I the beach. Say, I came all the way out to Texas like three weeks ago, and it was like 48 degrees. So you, I was very disappointed. You came at a wrong time. It was like the one day. Well, there's been like a couple days here and there, but it was, well, today was kind of, what, like 70s? But it was like 85 here yesterday. You came oh, on the yes. wrong day. That was a bust for sure. It was warmer in New York than it was in Texas. That's a problem. That is a problem. That's a big problem. That kind of bounced back Get it forth together, in Texas. New York. Yeah. So uh, as far as traveling, oh, sorry. I was going to say, you guys should definitely come out. And uh, if you want to make a really good YouTube video or really good TikToks, yes. bring your homer because I'm curious to see how long it would last. They Wait. hate lifted trucks here. Well, I can't do that then, obviously. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's get it impounded. <laughs> Why would we do that? They wouldn't even be able to tow it. Well, I, I don't know. They'd figure it out. Sorry, I just hit the camera with my Crocs that are on my you, feet yeah, right now just to give right. all the viewers a visual. What? You're probably right. They probably would figure it out. They would definitely figure it out because I had a Dodge that was, like, lifted a little bit more than yours, and they towed that sucker on 26 by 16s. Not in Maryland. This was in St. Louis. That's a different story also. They didn't like me. Um, but so how is living in Maryland and traveling the country, basically, as often as you do? So it's good. Uh, <laughs> I literally – so I actually live in Maryland and New York, technically. I went to college in New York, so I moved in with my roommate. But, like, I kind of bounced back and forth between both. My roommate kind of takes makes a joke of, you don't pay me for rent. You pay me to keep your crap here. <laughs> it's because no, you're never home. I'm literally never there. No, never there. Um, but I try to, like, book, like, the longer shows. I'll try to book, um, like, two in a row or, like, make a trip out of it. I don't like to just go, like, 20 hours and yeah. then go right back like, a couple days later. Kind of annoying. No, so, that's fine. Um, so like when I did LST this year, that was 25 hours from Maryland when I was still in Maryland. Um, so you drive I drove, sometimes I drove to LST. <sighs> well, I got my truck lifted on the way there in Tennessee. Well, that's like halfway. So that's not terrible. Right. Yeah. So I like kind of like spent a couple of days in Tennessee and then went to LST and then I went back to, I have a very good friend that lives in Northwest Arkansas. So I stayed there for like a week and a half or so, and then I went down to Orange Beach for the weekend. So I didn't have to go. That's awesome. That works out good because then you can make your rounds and spend time with friends all over. Yes, but LST and Orange Beach were like a month apart this year, not two weeks. Yeah. So 
I don't know if we're going to Orange Beach. Definitely Lone Star, though. Yes. Yeah. I haven't. I'll be at Lone Star, but we weren't able to get food. They're like filled up in like yes five minutes. It literally literally sold out so fast. I'm still having problems getting like all the passes for the trucks because, of course, we need like eight. (laughs) Like, so I don't know how that's gonna work. Still, I know all like the trucks. This go truck parking is sold out, but I'm going to have to finagle my way in there. Yeah. Get on the wait list. Everybody get on the wait list, bro. Okay. Register. It's some kind of, I'll, I don't know. I'll put the link in bio or something. It's link on in bio. Well, link in bio. Yeah. So do that too. Do all of that as well. Um, follow me on Instagram. Yes. Follow Danny. <laughs> we'll put your tags on the screen. Keanu will work her editing magic. Danny com slash OnlyFans. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so next we'll roll right into one of the main things I wanted to talk about. And you said it's actually your second time at SEMA, but your first year with an exhibiting vehicle, but also managing a booth at SEMA. So tell me how all of that went. I'm sure there was some challenges and most people will never, I mean, a lot of people have, exhibitor vehicles but most people will never have to manage a booth so tell us about that and how that went yeah so we actually had two booths at team this year we had an inside booth uh 30 by 50 and we had an outside booth and it was a 30 by 80 so a lot of my main responsibilities were to build my truck for SEMA, as well as our company 2021 f-150 um as that sat in california very hard to manage a build that's not furniture. Yes. It was, that was, so that was stressful part number one. Stressful part number two was obviously getting all the parts in time for SEMA, as well as our booth. So we had a big, real big booth set up for inside. Um, I didn't really have much of a, not only say, a say on the inside, but I didn't really have much to do with the inside booth. It was more the outside. And our inside booth uh, came in two days after SEMA started. Oh, uh, my gosh. So people were complaining about not getting headlights, and we ordered our booth in August at some point and did not get it. That's crazy. The supply so. chain this year has been hard on everyone. And, yeah, it's for, especially for literally for everyone. The yes. Did you guys set Everyone's it up like, then once oh. you got it? No. Because we were going to do, like, a big two-story booth inside, like, some professional-looking crap. And, um, yeah, so we, like, needed time to even figure that out sucks. how to build it. Oh, my gosh. So we're gonna, we'll be prepared for 2022. Though. Yes. Well, that couldn't have been cheap, though. Oh, that's such a bummer. Oh, yeah. 2022 going to be lit, though, for sure. Our, our inside booth was uh, constructed in a matter of, like, three weeks. Wow. So yeah, but the outside booth was a 30 by 80. Um, that was my responsibility. Uh, we were able to put six trucks, six trucks, yeah, six trucks in it, including Kiana. Yes, the Kiana's woman behind the it. camera. Mm-hmm. And we had three Toyota vehicles, and we had my Ram, another Ram, and we had a Ford F-150 Raptor. Heck yeah. Then we had like a tent set up and we also bought a trailer before SEMA and then had that customer app, um, which was also my job, manage that as well and get it to SEMA and from SEMA. 
and that was in the booth as well. So I managed all that, making sure everyone kind of had their stuff ready for SEMO, was going to be there, like they said, because you have to make sure people show up. Right. Show up and kind of screw. For sure. Um, as well as building my truck, building the company truck, and getting it all there, and then breaking it all down. Yeah, that's not so. fun. So during the actual yeah. show part, what was your favorite part, would you say? Whether it be anything that... Favorite part. Yeah, I don't know. So my favorite part of the show is honestly the parade. Yes. Uh, the parade is very fun. For sure. Unfortunately, with the location of where our outside booth was, we were not allowed to be in the parade. That so sucks. I was not able to drive through it, unfortunately. But I feel like everyone, it was basically where you guys were at. Like everyone drove through where you were. Yeah, so that's what they said. We were, They said we were part of the parade, but there was no nobody was around our booth. Oh, so that sucks. I won't be getting a booth in that spot next year. Yeah. But um, I would say the parade is definitely my favorite part. And it's just like SEMA. Like I told my parents they need to come out next year. They're not really into that kind of stuff. But like it's just something you like have. If you get the chance to see, like you have to see. At like, least once. It's for possible sure. for some people. It's crazy. Definitely. Um, it's Ten times bigger than you could even think of. Definitely. And if you go for four days, you probably won't see everything. Yes, like four days is not enough. Nope. Definitely. It's, it's pretty insane. So, what so. was your least favorite part, or the biggest challenge was probably that the inside booth didn't show up, huh? Yeah, so that was probably the biggest challenge for us. Um, I would say the biggest challenge, that wasn't really put on me, though. That wasn't really my doing or problem, if that makes sense. I had my own problems. Not his elephants, not his circus, okay? (laughs) So getting parts in time. Uh, The biggest challenge was definitely the last-minute lift kit being lost in shipping. I remember you talking about that. So my lift kit was lost in shipping like a week and a half before my truck was supposed to leave. That's so crazy. I had to pull the old lift kit off and repowder coat it completely. Dang. So we, the shop literally pulled it off at 3 a.m. so I could get to the powder coater in time and get it powder coated. That's our vibe. <laughs> it's always something like that before SEMA. People always think right. it's like the builder's fault, but it's literally just trying to get the parts that are the new thing for that year in time. That's, Mm -hmm. it's always that, always something like that. So I haven't even been, I still haven't put that lift kit on the truck yet, so. Oh, really? Is it a McGoy's kit or am I crazy? It is a McGoy's kit. Okay, I knew it was. I'm like, I don't want to say it, but but I'm pretty sure it is. That's awesome. So that's what we're getting ready to put on a 2019 Ram we have here and also on my new F-250. And I'm excited because. Eight inch? Eight inch. Is yours for your Ram an eight inch? An eight inch, yeah, radius I'm arm drop. I've heard radius that that's arm. like the best riding lift kit for a, a Ram. That's what someone that it had was. the eight inch said. Yeah, so well, actually, Ross with JTX just told us that today. He had that okay. green one that yep. was, yeah, and that looked so good. And he said it was the best riding truck. So awesome. I'm excited. Cool. Yeah, because I'm not a huge fan of the one I have on there. Yeah. <laughs> so the McGoys will be but, a step up then. Yeah, but I think uh, I'm going to be making a truck change for 2022. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Still a Ram, you said? 
still around. Yeah, so then I the lift kit will still cab. work. Oh, please do. That's what, so I want to trade my Ford in on just one to like sell. Well, I told you this, but I'm not going to steal yeah. your color. You showed me the color at battle. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I'm not going to steal it, I promise. Yeah. That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Definitely have to get a mega cap. Yeah. So if you are you ordering that one then? I believe so. I'm cool. still kind of trying to figure everything out with end of the year, beginning of the year stuff. Yeah. And yeah. We'll so you guys out. keep an eye out for a new build from Danny. It's going to be an eye catcher yeah. if he's doing the color. It's a factory color, but it's a special order rare one. So that's going to be yeah. really cool. Correct. Sweet. So what all are your plans for 2022? We can wrap it up with that. Um, so my plans are going to be to go to a lot of different shows. Um, for Alpharex specifically, um, I found a lot of value in shows where some people are kind of slowing down because some people don't get to see like what a quality headlight looks like. Everyone always thinks, you know, we were just another like knockoff. Chinese brand that you know is crappy basically Mm -hmm. and when you're able to see the quality in person it's kind of a lot it's better than most people expect um and people see that it's led output that we offer instead of just like halogens and no one wants yellow headlights anymore they're right they're like 2010 yes (laughs) um so that's one of the things that i get a lot from and then also just being able to communicate with our customers and supporters at shows um, so we're going to be going to a lot more shows in 2022, um, run by me. And then also with the, I'll have the trailer. So I'll be taking inventory to shows to be able to sell. Awesome. Um, oh, to then, sell at shows. That's way cool. Not just display. Yeah. That's awesome. Not just display. Yeah. I'm going to bring some inventory to sell. Um, we have so many different lights, so it's going to be hard to decide what to bring, mm-hmm. but we'll get there. Um, and then we... Also, we're going to be going to a bunch of off-road shows. So I don't know if you've heard about the Overland Expo. No, um, that's big, cool. We have a big off-road community. Yeah. And With like the where... Toyotas and the whatnot, Kiana, back there. Yeah, Toyotas are our number one sellers. Yeah. So that's like going to be a huge market for you guys. That'll be awesome. So yeah, the Overland Expo, there's four all throughout the country. Oh, um, wow. We're going to go to like two or three of them. That's cool. So, um, yeah, one's all the way, like, on the West Coast in Arizona. One's in Colorado. That's so one's cool. One's in Oregon. I don't know if I'm going to go all the way to Oregon. Oregon's far. There's a lot of people on Instagram that live in, like, Oregon and Washington. I'm like, y'all are cool, but that's really far. And especially for yeah. you, that's the entire other side of the country. Yeah. But that's a big so, off-road community I mean, there, for sure. Yes. Yes, it definitely is. Um, but yeah, so definitely traveling to more shows, bringing inventory to shows, um, and building my truck, hopefully a new truck. That's awesome. If not, rebuilding the truck that I have. Either one <laughs> will be cool. Yeah. So. Awesome. Going through that. Super cool. Well, I guess that wraps us up for tonight then. Do you have any final words, right. Danny? <laughs> final words. Hmm. Final one-liner advice for 2022. One-liner advice for 2022. Yes. We're putting you on the spot. It better be good. I'm writing it on my mirror. Uh, Yeah, that's a bad idea. That's probably what your one-liner should be right there. That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Honestly, 
I think that's a great idea. <laughs> like yeah. e- everything is a bad idea. I don't do it, but do it anyways. Yeah. Is now my favorite one-liner is uh, it's Virginia's. She has it like on her key tag. Yeah. Just the F word and then do it. Just effing do, do it. I like it. That's cute. I mean, precious shout out to Diesel Barbie, our girl. Do it. So I believe someone like that. I think Danny has a story to tell us before we go. Danny, what is <laughs> your craziest story of 2021 of your truck show All experiences? Right. So it was actually at SEMA this year. Um, we were out at Fremont Street. Um, Bad we were place. Home. Fremont Street is a great place. Sketchy place. Yeah, I mean, Vegas is... All right, anyways. Um, we were out at Fremont Street, and we were coming home. Um, I was in the company F-150 that wasn't in SEMA. We have a couple. And um, we come back to our Airbnb, and there was this girl in the street, and I'm thinking she's, like, crossing the road. Well, turns out she wasn't. She just kind of stood there. And when I went to go around her, uh, she jumps in front of my truck. And I've got three other people in the truck, two people in the back seat. One's a cop. And so I go the other way to go around her, and she jumps back in front of the truck. I'm like, what do I do? And they're like, just go, go, hit her if you have to. So I did like a little like right, left, right maneuver and swerved around her. And she threw her phone at the truck and actually put a dent in it. Um, Was she trying so to get hit? Out, uh, so it turns out she wasn't alone. Uh, there was somebody on like the left approaching the truck and he was holding like his hip like he had a gun and had a cop in the back seat and he was like go go like because that's like the maneuver like when you have a gun like in like your shorts or whatever like you hold it when you're walking and uh, yeah so we're pretty sure we were getting carjacked or they were trying to carjack that's crazy oh my gosh that's ballsy on their part that's insane. Like, I'm just going to throw yeah. myself in front of a vehicle, and then you guys are lucky then. Yeah. That's I mean, crazy. honestly, they had a good plan. Yeah, not a bad plan. Had they not been in the back seat, I wouldn't have seen them. And I wouldn't have, like, I would have frozen. That is I crazy. Yeah, if you, like, like think about it, if you're, like, in a vehicle by yourself, you would, like, probably just stop in the middle of the road, and then. Yeah. That's crazy. And we might not be doing this interview. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're here with us in more ways than one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Great. Stay out, stay safe out there, folks. So now this yeah. really does wrap it up We're for crazy. us. People are crazy. We're crazy. I have a question for you before we go. Oh, he has a question for me. Okay, what is it? Oh, he's turned. The tables are turned. It. Wasn't expecting it. Let's hear it. Um, what? is one event or show that you're most looking forward to in 2020? Oh, what a little king with the questions. We're like, oh. Um, probably Lone Star Throwdown. That's my favorite show. I mean, now it's like in my backyard, but even before it was, it's just my favorite show. It's like good vibes, a good variety, and I feel like everyone comes to it. So that's definitely what I'm looking forward to. Lone Star Throwdown over LTN? Oh, I, with the, like oh I do like LTN. There's Man. so many good ones. The, definitely between those two, because Lifted Truck Nationals, it's like in Missouri, my home state, and just like the golf course venue is such a vibe, and it's chill. Okay, you got me. It's definitely between those two. Also, uh, it's where you met me, so. Lifted like, Truck where Nationals? Where we like first hung out. 
Yes. No, you're right. I don't know why I was thinking it was some other show, but that was with Corbin and all of them. Man, I was going through it that year at LT. (laughs) Y'all were some good friends. Thanks for dealing with me. Yeah. That was like where me and Zach rekindled things. Yeah, we're at Denny's, like chilling, like just going through it, man. Yeah, it was good times. Y'all some real ones. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's to many more in 2022. Hopefully. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Danny. And we'll see you at Lone Star Throwdown. I will be there. All right. Bye, guys. Good. Thank you for having me.